Beef and Bites Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. There's a guy named Hal and there's Danielle and this guy Mike Eagle is there as well. Tights and Bites Podcast. Tights and Welcome, everyone, to the special bonus episode of Tights and Fights. This is exclusively for our beloved Maximum Fund members who contributed to keeping this show going for another year. Welcome, welcome. If you are already a member of the Nation of Conversation, we're happy to have you. And if you are a first-time member or a member who's never listened to us before, a welcome to you as well. Please enjoy. I'm Hal Lublin, and I'm joined by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation. Danielle Radford. And Lindsay Kelk. To say thank you, we're going into the Wayback Machine one more time to take a special look at a past WrestleMania. We've previously looked at some other ones, WrestleMania X7, WrestleMania 2000. This time, we're looking at not just any show. We're taking a look back to the very beginning. The very first scoop of Ice Cream Christmas, WrestleMania 1. Welcome everyone, Gorilla Monsoon here at ringside with my colleague Jesse the Body Ventura as the World Wrestling Federation presents the wrestling extravaganza of all time, Wrestlemania. Enjoy it folks and right now let's go up to our ring announcer, Howard Finkel. Madison Square Garden, 1985. I remember when this happened. I was watching wrestling at this time and I used to rent the Coliseum video of Wrestlemania 1 a lot. Like, I watched it a lot. <laughs> Prior to this, and I, I do want to hear the experiences that both of you had. Was it the first time for either of you watching? Had either of you seen this show before in its entirety? No, I don't think I've ever seen WrestleMania 1. Had never seen it in its entirety, I Lindsay? I watched it once uh, when it first, when the network first kicked on and I went on a WrestleMania binge. Um, I did not give it my full attention, it turns out. So, <laughs> so let's say this was the first time. For, for the benefit of our listeners... Uh, I'm sure I'm sure both of you know this, but televised wrestling, and even after this, was generally made up of squash matches. So you had your stars out there wrestling no-name people and beating them. So it was just a showcase. So you'd see the junkyard dog, how great he was. Then the main event would be two known wrestlers going up against one another. So for this to happen, for for them to create this huge televised event where everything could have been the main event of a televised show was a huge deal. Um, the Yes, the graphics are super cheesy. <laughs> it was the best that they could do <laughs> at that time. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to compare it to something like we see now where they build oh, yeah. a, a friggin' mm-hmm. roller coaster on the stage <laughs> uh, and everything's on fire all the time when people are, are taking the half hour walk from the <sighs> stage to the ring. But I also don't need that. <laughs> <laughs> we don't we don't need it. This is a very simple show by comparison. The weight of the card is what they were hoping for. Mr. Mm-hmm. T being in the main event was a huge deal. Mr. T was one of the biggest stars in the country at the time. What was both of your overall experience watching the show? Work rates just weren't they just weren't what they are now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Fair. Um, I was surprised at the amount of fannying around, as we would say in England. Um, there's like a lot of 
funnying around between matches and just a lot of crowd shots and a lot of uh, nothing happening while they reset everything. Yeah. Which I was surprised at. Uh, but it did make it feel like a live event that I was watching rather than an event made for TV, uh, which I guess was part of it back then because that's what it uh, was. Yeah, I think everyone was still figuring out pay-per-view back then. Yeah. So. Yes. I mean, yeah. Really... And there was a lot of moments like where people didn't get their stuff in for the hard cam. I could be like, Cindy Lauper, show me your face. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of <laughs> I was shouting a lot at Cindy <laughs> throughout the match and a lot of like, cameraman, get out the way. Why aren't you on Cindy literally 50% of yeah. the time? And yeah. then she had all that lipstick on her teeth at the end and I just wanted to give her a big hug. But yeah, I, I mean, I enjoyed the experience of it, but I was just like, we have come so far. We have. So far. And at the, there's no hard camera. The camera angles they're still figuring out during the opening match between Tito Santana and the Executioner. Like it's it's getting jostled and they're figuring out how to cut back and forth. That you know, prior to that you had basically one angle, maybe mm-hmm. two mm-hmm. for a match. So everything about it, you're watching them figure out how to how to do television in this way. There wasn't really a lot of pay per view at that time. It was done close circuit mostly. Yeah. Uh, Nineteen thousand people in attendance at Madison Square Garden. It was watched on close circuit by four hundred thousand people. Uh, the first one I saw in closed circuit was WrestleMania three. I went down to the Philadelphia Spectrum with my Aww. parents. We got a seat like we were attending a wrestling event, and then looked up and watched the screens. How and bad that was did how your we neck saw hurt? It. it wasn't bad. I was a kid. You, you were a child. Yeah, from you're, that. Made you're made of rubber. So it's yeah. Fine, yeah. But that was how you watched it. They just put up screens, and you watched it on closed circuit television. Uh, fun fact: in Pittsburgh, the show cut out halfway into the broadcast, and most of the fans pelted the screen with garbage. <laughs> so they later re-aired it on an ABC affiliate. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's decent. But uh, you want to talk some shit about Pittsburgh for a second? <laughs> no, they've done enough. <laughs> that was back when the wrestling fans in Pittsburgh were good fans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw you at the pay-per-view. But shame. 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 Ring the bell. Ring the bell. The shame bell, not the wrestling bell. Uh, this was at the height of rock and wrestling. That's why Cindy Lauper was there. I, she doesn't get enough credit, as we've discussed for her role in helping make uh, wrestling the the national brand and and sport or entertainment that it has become you know they they that was who their partner was they were on MTV doing televised tournaments mm-hmm. but this was a big deal having her there was a huge deal uh, with captain Lou Albano at her side uh, other celebrities in attendance Billy Martin on again off again manager of the New York Yankees Mr. T, of course, Muhammad Ali as a guest referee, and Liberace, <laughs> who I believe appeared with some of the Rockettes. Did he not? Yes, yes mm. he performed in the ring with the Rockettes. That's right. Yeah. He's so good. He's <laughs> yeah. we, He was so precious. Also not looking at the right camera. But I mean, like, that's, that's just me. You know, there was no there was no red light. No, it's true. It's true. It's like, turn those Rockettes around. When I see them, I'll just, they need to be stood in a line facing me. Yeah. Come on, people. They're playing to the – yeah, they're playing yeah. to the live event, so it is like you're there. Like, that's the thing. It's like, without... That's the thing that they do. They dance around in a line, but I need to see the line. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, they were very good. Well done. And they hadn't gotten to having uh, musical artists do God Bless America or anything no, like that? Was, uh... the, well, God Bless America, yeah, that yeah. really didn't start until after 9-11 when everyone decided well, to start putting. Aretha Franklin did it at 3. Oh, well, good for so her. So yeah. they were doing it, but it wasn't even part of this. was just like, we're going to start with the national anthem. Mean Gene is going to sing it into the hanging MSG yes. mic. <laughs> and he is not, he's not really a yeah. singer, so he's like, I'm going to need all your help for this one. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to need a little help on this one, so if you would please join us with the Star Spangled Banner. Oh, but it was good. Yeah, it was charming. It. And that's yeah. the way to do it. It's yeah. very charming. I was sad that there was no Flo Rida or Pitbull, but I don't know if they were alive. So. How am I supposed yeah. to feel if Alicia Keys isn't at her piano yeah. making it a five-minute long song? If I don't know whose house it is, how am I supposed to know it's a WrestleMania? Exactly. And it's not a real WrestleMania without Mr. Worldwide showing up. <laughs> Somebody whose eyes have not seen the sun since he was a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> so this was a huge gamble for Vince McMahon. If it had failed... He would have been bankrupted. So he was putting everything on. We're going to go huge. Then this is going to make our company. And, you know, that's the story, obviously, when you watch, like, the story of WrestleMania or any of the documentaries they put out. Every single one <laughs> of the first, like, three or four were like, this is a huge gamble. We don't know if we can do this. Now it's the Super Bowl. You have cities bidding yeah. to to take it on because it becomes a, a five-day event or longer that – that brings in a ton of money, not only for WWE fans, but every single wrestling promotion comes there to do mm-hmm. either run a show, or mm-hmm. there are Q and A's, or there are fan meet and greets, or penis parties, or penis parties. Penis Wait, party. What? Oh, that Joey Ryan's penis party this year uh, on oh, the fifth, so two nights before Mania will be the first inaugural Joey Ryan penis party, sponsored oh, by uh, sponsored sounds... by Pornhub. Is he still a Pornhub sponsored wrestler? I don't know. I think wrestler? he is. I is it you porn? Oh, whatever. Uh, I think he is still sure. doing that. I, I just, I, I, I definitely, I, I'm done. I'm done with the dicks. But okay, yeah. I'm done. Yeah, but they, I mean, they bring everyone to town. That's that's what we're saying. <laughs> bring everyone to town. Oh, I assume I'm gonna have to relocate this year because it's for like six months long. WrestleMania. Yeah. It's, uh, you live there now. Yeah, basically, I'm moving to New York so <laughs> that I can go and see WrestleMania. WrestleMania is a town now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Welcome to WrestleMania taxes. town. I don't pay taxes. I bet you know what I mean. We'll see when you testify before Congress. I worked it in, Julian. I worked in things that happened in the real world. (laughs) Suck it. Let's talk about some other names that were brainstormed for this event. The Brawl to End It All, which appeared, I believe, as an MTV special later on. The War, oh no, The War to Settle the Score was the one that was on MTV. Hulkamania was a choice for one, obviously, he's the biggest star uh, in professional wrestling at the time. And the one they'd initially settled on six months prior to the show. Was the colossal tussle? <laughs> Ooh. Do you think if they had <laughs> used, sexy. would any of these names have survived? I mean, now we're at WrestleMania. What is this one? Thirty-five. Yeah. So, do you think if they called it the colossal tussle, no, would it have made it no. past? No, the it feels first like one? I'm gonna like battle a giant squid. Yeah, or like it, it feels like almost like a, just a bunch of people like fighting on gym mats. Yeah. Or right. like we tussle. Macy's at Black Friday, like at five AM. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, there was a colossal tussle outside the Herald Square Macy's yeah. this morning. It doesn't feel like any it doesn't feel like a, a clash of champions. No. No. No, it feels like something that happens in Jimboree. But also this wasn't I don't think he was like, We're gonna do this every year and it's gonna mm-hmm. be just as big. Mm-hmm. This was can we do this? Will it work? So imagine if they had called it Hulkamania 
and tied it to a guy. Yeah, it's a bad idea. N- not only like for what he has become now, but if the you know he left the company at a certain point, mm-hmm, if they mm-hmm. kept calling it that, yeah, or if they called it something couldn't. different every year. Yeah, like there's something magical to. First of all, WrestleMania is gobbledygook. It's pure <laughs> gobbledygook. But now it's become. Everyone knows what WrestleMania is. Everyone knows, even if they're not a wrestling fan, they've heard yeah. of WrestleMania. It's become, mm-hmm. it's transcended the industry. Yeah. Which is pretty the medium incredible. of song. Yeah, no, I, like yes. you said, like even <laughs> casual people who don't really care about wrestling, they'll like either go to a WrestleMania party and hang yeah. out or they'll watch it because they're like, hey, here's like a big dumb thing. Mm-hmm. Hugh Jackman might be here. Yes. <gasps> what if he's there this year? It's in New York. He could be there. He could, he could be, be there. there. <gasps> I'm delighted. <laughs> what if they had him? Excited. What if they had him come out and sing "America the Beautiful"? I'm into it. I'm really upset because I'm uh, doing an event in London for my book uh, in May or June at some point, and uh, Hugh Jackman is doing his live show in London on the same night, and I'm taking this as genuinely as a personal affront. So he owes me mania. Like that's yeah, what I yeah. know. That's how it works. Like people won't come to my thing, <laughs> including possibly me, because I want to go to Hugh Jackman live at the O2. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. he owes us mania. Get it together, Logan. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Or sing Oh Canada. That would be that's what he should that do. Yeah. Of course. Of course it is. Uh, let's talk about the card. Shall we? Mm-hmm. Stop me. <laughs> Shant. Stop me when there's one that you want to talk about a little bit more. There, I, I wish there was. It all kicks <laughs> off. I'm so sorry. I know I always piss off old school fans. This just this era holds zero interest. I've got some points. I've got the, some notes. <laughs> okay. Uh the fir- the first it actually kicks off with a promo. They cut to Lord Alfred Hayes, who, who <laughs> references an earlier tape promo uh, between Tito Santana, who says Ariba not once but twice, oh. and his match against the Executioner, who I, I don't remember who's under the hood for that. I looked it up and now I can't remember. But so was it might not have been somebody <laughs> of huge note. But he, <laughs> it's so funny to see like he's the Executioner. He's under a a. Uh, black, mostly black, but but uh, white and red hood. Yeah, and then he's not. like, I'm going to break Tito Santana's leg, and I'll tell you what else. <laughs> I'm going to pin him one, two, three in the middle of the ring here at WrestleMania. Now, on the other side, let me bring him in, the executioner. Obviously, we know nothing about this man, and I don't think we're going to get any clues. You will know something about me after I get through with Tito Santana. I'm going after your leg, the leg that was hurt by Greg Valentine, and there's a reason for and then everybody is going to know who the executioner is. And I'm here to go after the leg and nothing else. And you're going down, Santana. I, I am a big leaguer. Executioner. Not everybody has should talk. It's like Not a 1940s talk. news guy. More like the yeah. executioner. I'll tell you what else I'm going to yeah. do. <laughs> uh, any thoughts about this? is, uh, by the way, Tito Santana's only ever WrestleMania win. That's bonkers. Uh, he wrestled at each of the next seven WrestleManias and took the L each time, including WrestleMania WrestleMania three. No, he what? That was a Can Am connection. I was putting him in the Can Am connection, but mm-hmm. he was Strike Force with Rick Martel. Rick Martel also part of the Can Am connection with Tom Zank. But that's another WrestleMania for another time. Uh, King Kong Bundy defeats SD Jones. This is. Uh, uh, King Kong Bundy's huge exposure before going on to main event WrestleMania 2 in the Los Angeles portion of that mm-hmm. show. And then he fought Blu ray Jones. And then he, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and the two of them formed a group called Pan and Scan. <laughs> uh, Ricky Steamboat, who had, who had debuted only four weeks prior to the event. And by the way, a lot of these wrestlers had wrestled in Atlanta 
the uh, the the day before, so they flew in. This is a one p.m. show, so it was not the same as as now, or oh. as an evening with pre-show and then. Uh, the... Well, I mean, it starts at dawn now. Exactly and goes through the night. So yeah, <laughs> this was like so. There were some people who were out partying, and then they had to sort of get up and <laughs> be to the ring. Whereas to now they on time. They've been partying for three days in yes, a row, yeah. and then they have to get to the ring. Yes, <laughs> uh, but of course, legendary Ricky Steamboat would go on to have his best match at WrestleMania three. Uh, his, or of his time in WWE, then he would go on to have a classic series with Ric Flair. Mm. But uh, he defeated Matt Bourne, who, if you don't know that name, uh, he is best known in the WWF as the original Doink the Clown, mm. the man behind the makeup. Boy, I'm getting nothing. No, I, like, I, I, uh-huh. I read his Wikipedia, and it was like, and then he died. Uh, but yes, yes, yeah, I read that. And then too. he oh, died. That, you know, that's how all of these end, right? <laughs> and yeah. then he died. Um, I did. I actually really enjoyed that match. That oh, was God. the one that I really, really loved. And I was one thing that I was surprised about that was I had never really. In my head, and I've watched so much Ricky Steamboat. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen so much, obviously, um, but I'd never seen him that young that I remembered. And yeah. I yeah. was amazed of how much he reminded me of our good friend, the Dick Pointer, Finn Balor. That like he totally is like a prototype Finn Balor back then. Like super ripped, super handsome, mm-hmm. wearing the one color little panties with his dick out mm-hmm. yeah. and his matching boots. And he did have his dick out. Go back and check. You can see. Um, I was really, I was like, oh. I never really thought about this, and I'm sure everyone listening to me, like Lindsay, this is so well known, everyone knows this. But it really pleased me, and I, I he did a lot of top rope stuff, which yeah. people weren't doing. No, Mm-mm. um, so he even had a, a few jumpy, jumpity jump jumps, like little Finn, Finn, Finnola, um, Finn, whatever. <laughs> anyway, I was excited. It's Fintan. Um, but yeah, I I really enjoyed that match. I thought that was really fun. I'm gonna go back and watch like a ton more. Early, early Ricky Steamboat. Yes. I really yeah. picked up at the Ric Flair stuff and then later after that. Mm-hmm. So I want to go back and watch all of his early stuff because A, he's like super hot. Yeah, he's and, dreamy. Yeah, B, just great matches. Yeah, fantastic. One of the, my probably my second favorite. I, Jericho's my favorite of all mm. time, just uh, but. Prior to that, it was Ricky the Dragon. Looked great on SmackDown this week, too. And go back yeah. and listen to any of like podcasts that he's done. He's all like, he very good at like talking about the good old days mm-hmm. and because everyone agreed that like out of everyone he was like I'm not going out and partying like I've got yeah. work he was which is he why he's so kids. ripped yeah um, why he looks so he great wasn't... today like he he looked amazing on Smackdown last night yeah. he looked really healthy and well and like oh he yeah pulled off those Shane jeans like better than Shane yeah there's a great I think it's a, a Ric Flair podcast where him and Ricky go back and forth kind of talking about their history and it's I recommend it to everyone. Ew, yeah, they're very good that. friends. He's yeah. in the, he's in that birthday video of Ric Flair's surprise party. Aww. He's one of the people there uh to greet him. Yeah, they have a very that was like when he first broke into the industry in the in the mid to late seventies. That's that was like one of his first big feuds. Yeah. I love and they him. just instant chemistry. Uh, he doesn't get the. I don't think he gets the fully the credit he deserves because he never worked heel. I agree. He's yeah, a career I hear baby you, face. everyone always thinks of him as like a a, a wrestler's wrestler. I think yeah. to a point, right? Like everyone knows, yeah. and everyone without even knowing his work, you would be like, oh yeah, he's one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. But you might not know as much as you know about other people. Yeah. But other wrestlers will always say he was one of the greatest. So like that made me really happy to see him in his prime. And his dick pointing prime. And his dick pointing prime. And his his WWF career was so short. Uh, initially, except when he came back, it was fire breathing, and that didn't last for very long. Nor but, should it have. Yes, exactly. But you you really remember 
The only thing that really stands, you forget that he's part of this initial WrestleMania because right. mm-hmm. his biggest match is WrestleMania three. Yeah. And then after that, he asked for time off because his wife was giving birth. And he dropped the title to Honky Tonk Man, and now we have a new Hall of Famer out of it. (laughs) Um, Brutus Beefcake beats David Sammartino. Actually, that ended in a no contest. No winner there, including the audience. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) No, Um, you're not. But this is right before the Dream Team formed. Greg Valentine, also working as a singles, losing to the Junkyard Dog. Mm. And then they would form a great tag team. Dream Team were a a great tag team. They held the titles. Yeah, I will uh, say this. Managed by Jimmy Hart. I loved Junkyard Darling as a kid. Sure. He was one that I gave all of the shits about. My favorite part was the promo before the match when he was in his trunks already, but he still was wearing all of his chains and his gold watch. (laughs) I was like, you're going to want to take that off, dog. That watch is going to get broken. And then I was very pleased to see that he had taken it off because he respects and takes care of his things. Mm -hmm. That's right. Junkyard dog can have nice things. That's right. So funny to see him in WWF when he became not more of a, like, Sort of a comedy character. Oh, yeah, he became a cartoon. But I like mean, literally avuncular. a cartoon. But... He became a vun- like an avuncular character. But he was a known uh, in Mid-South and, and the other territories of wrestling. He was like a brutal wrestler. He would have these dog chain matches mm-hmm. or dog mm-hmm. collar matches where everybody would juice and it would just be like uh, brutal, brutal, brutal. The same with the Bushwhackers. They mm-hmm. came to WWF. Red means green, brother. Exactly. Red means Red, green. Yeah. Red means green. Um, the Iron Sheik. Defeated yeah. the U.S. Express. That happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was weird. I yeah. Was like, the Iron Sheik thing still feels really weird. Look, it feels, the only the only version of Iron Sheik that I, that I appreciate that I don't super hate is him on Twitter now. Yeah. And it's not that I hate it. I just don't like, I don't like that gimmick. It's not the performer's fault. I'm not a big fan of that gimmick. Love him on Twitter, though. I do enjoy him on that YouTube supercut of um, wrestlers being asked how big Batista's dick is. <laughs> his reaction is he's the only one who just like, looks directly into the camera and goes ha ha 10 inches and it's like everyone else is like I don't know why are you asking me that what about why would I know how would I I'm know straight, what a stupid straight. question and he's like ha ha 10 inches and it's like so great because he's so good at playing oh, he's yeah. great I'm not the only one swinging those Persian clubs Papa. <laughs> uh, Andre the Giant so at, that, at this point Big John Stud. Uh, who was the other big? He was six foot ten, mm-hmm. big like beefy. He looked the brawny man, like the original brawny man. Yeah, he could get it. Uh, and he, <laughs> he, <laughs> he went around with his manager Bobby the Brain Heenan saying that nobody could body slam him and offering, what was it, ten thousand dollars? I'd have taken that challenge. To ten or fifteen. Ten or fifteen thousand dollars in a in a, a WWF duffel bag. Yes, I was, uh, all I could think was I want the duffel bag. To, uh, yeah. I really want. I looked on Etsy. I looked on eBay. Can't if find you've got it. Got one? Hit me up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but that was to anybody who could body slam him. So out comes oh, Andre the Giant, uh, who body slams him and then takes the money and throws it into the crowd. Yeah, and Bobby the Brain Heenan, mm. who is such a great performer, uh, is trying to chase the money down and and grab yeah. all of it for the audience Bobby to get it. Heenan and Jimmy Hart did great work. At this they they were both yeah. people that when I watched it and, and didn't skip through parts and was like, nope, these are the parts I have enjoyed. I thought they both did really, really well. They saved, and not saved, but like they really, it just reminds you the power of a good mm-hmm. manager. Yeah. Because they can really like, if things start lulling or it's not as interesting or you have yeah. someone who's like great, but like maybe can't move a whole bunch, you throw you throw a hand or a heart out there and you're going to yeah. get some good shit. Yes. 100%. Uh, there was a women's match at the first ever WrestleMania. Wendy Richter. 
I believe she 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 won the WWF Women's t- Title off of Leilani Kai. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. It was not a defense. Uh, I believe she won it from her. Yes. Yes. Leilani Kai with the fabulous Mula in her corner, Boo. and Wendy Richter with Captain Lou Albano and Cindy Lauper in her corner. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> so women were an integral part. Like Wendy Richter was a big deal. She was in, she made the cartoon. Yep. It's so interesting, like the little fits and starts mm-hmm. yeah. of of women's wrestling that happened over the years. Yeah. And now we're now we're in a place where we're where we can be genuinely bummed that the women might not close the show at WrestleMania this year yeah. because they should. Yeah. Um it's and great to see it's great to see. I certainly we're not as far along as we as we could have been had this happened much earlier, but it is leaps and bounds over where it once yeah. was. Which True is story. Nice. And also, to be clear, uh, we're not booing Leilani Kai. No, no, no. Someone no. else. Yeah. Someone else. Someone else. Someone you mean else. Fabulous Mula? Boo! There we yeah. go. It Great. It was interesting to watch the women's match with Jeff, who has come into wrestling really on the tail end of Divas and as a women's evolution revolution mm-hmm. is happening. Because he was so surprised to see it, because he didn't know it had ever happened. He was like, but I thought it was just like bikini models, and then now. No, they kept trying. Oh, yeah, no. I'm like, no, we used to have, because he was like, this looks like Glow. And I'm like, yeah, because you've seen Glow, Mm -hmm. and you've seen Now, and you've missed the whole middle. Yeah, uh, yeah. and then was, you then you yeah. see that woman in Leilani's corner. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> she care for her. she wrecked a lot of it in the eighties. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was interesting to watch it from his perspective of being so shocked that it had existed and that we did have this, mm-hmm. and that's one of the reasons why it's such problematic because it was taken away. Uh, but you know, whatever, it's great yeah. Yay for progress well, and where we are now. <laughs> same with the women's tag titles taken away, yep. introduced, taken away. Yep. Now back again. Yep. We hope to stay. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about the main event. This was the, of course, the reason why the majority of people tuned in mm-hmm. to see that one of the biggest stars in the world and and the biggest star undisputed in wrestling teamed together the night before they had hosted Saturday Night Live. Uh, <laughs> this still, was yeah. Uh, and Danielle's not on it. What? <laughs> <laughs> this was. Uh, I, I'm in addition to wrestling. I'm also a huge. Um, Saturday Night Live nerd. This was the All Star season. A team. I also love the A team. <laughs> I assumed. Also true. I had a um, a hoodie with a tiger ironed on the back of it, so Aww. I could be like Murdoch. Nice. This was the year that had like Billy Crystal and Christopher Guest. Harry Shearer was in that cast. Eighty four, eighty five was like the greatest years for pop culture. Really? Yeah. Was. That was a that was a great year. It was the year right before Robert Downey Jr. Like the first uh, year that Lauren was back. So they hosted, they did a, a Fernando's Hideaway, uh, but they were up until one in the morning. So then they had to go out to the after party as well, which I'm sure was several oh, hours. They had to. Then they to. reported to Madison Square Garden to do the match the next day. I would imagine that that they were a little hungover. I mean, that explains oh, yeah. the post match promo. <laughs> like... <laughs> what a fitting conclusion. Jimmy Superfly Stucka, Hulk Hogan, and Mr. T. What was it like? What was going through your mind? It was rough. Like I said, I trained hard. We've been training a long time. The World Wrestling Federation, Hulk Hogan. And I'm glad to be a part. It's rough out there. Like I said, I didn't take the guys lightly. I know they're well conditioned. It's rough out there. It's not for no wimps wrestling. you got to be ready. All right. I thank you very much, Mr. T. It's a lot of rambling. Uh, a lot of rambling. Also, Mr. Mr. T almost walked out. 
because he thought Rowdy Roddy Piper was legitimately going to beat him up. Yes. He, I've know, read that story. I enjoy it. Uh, I, 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 he, look, he's not completely wrong to, like, to worry, right? Yeah. Oh, I, absolutely. Um, so I, a couple of years ago, before, shortly before his, uh, passing, I went to an evening with Rowdy Roddy Piper in Sheffield, England. He played the City Hall and I, me and my brother went and we were like, let's see how this plays out. Uh, <laughs> and it played out exactly how you would think it was going to play out. It was like, what? Uh, mostly a room full of middle-aged marks who either used to watch wrestling or like, it's still real to us. Mm-hmm. Shut your faces. And Roddy just told an assortment of half-truths and sure. fictionalized mm-hmm. versions of events, which was highly entertaining, but we spent a lot of the evening looking at my brother going, but that doesn't work with the timeline of reality. Nope. But you know what? Reality, maybe it's relative. Maybe he lives in a different timeline to the rest of us. Who was to stay? Uh, <laughs> but he did talk at length about this match and at length about Mr. T, and he did suggests that he was very keen to punch me in the chops uh, and that he was legitimately that they had real heat with each other and that they had real beef with each other um, and that there was a real uh, issue and tension around that whole story. Well, I think there are a lot of wrestlers resented having to work with celebrities. Of course, yeah. he was teamed yeah, with course. Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff um, and they lost to the Hulkster and Mr. T. This is the only feud that carried over to the next WrestleMania no. with the boxing match yes. that headlined, I think, the New York portion of that WrestleMania. That was the uh, that was yeah. the Trimal cast where they did uh, New York, then Chicago, ugh, then L.A., moving across time zones. Uh, and then uh, Rowdy Rowdy Piper was, was disqualified of that one for body slamming Mr. T. Yeah, ugh. nice. Yeah, he talked a lot about how they had like real issues with each other and how angry he was that he had to work with him. But on the upside, he had that awesome Panther T-shirt. Yes, uh, he did. Yes. down to the ring, which was exceptional. And I, again, spent some time trying to buy that on the internet. Mainly, that's what I did after WrestleMania. Watching WrestleMania 1 was try and buy things I had seen on the television. Um, <laughs> I was surprised as anyone that that was my reaction to 1985. What but was... it was great. And also, I really liked Mr. T's uh, tights. Those great yeah. red three-stripe tights. Look great. Yeah, he did. He looked good. Yeah, and that's all I need. That's all I have to say about everyone on that team. Because did... I don't want to say anything about Jimmy Superfly Slicker, and I don't want to say anything about Hogan. Nope. Uh, and yeah. I liked Mr. T's tights. <laughs> there are a lot of. It's problematic. Where would you put this in the in the pantheon of the thirty four WrestleManias that have already happened? Does this sit near the bottom for you? Obviously, in terms of work rate, mm. it's it is a different industry now. In terms of of what in ring work looks like, mm-hmm. how how uh, promotions in other countries, how international promotions have affected the st- the style of work, what we've been exposed to, yeah. you know, we we are fortunate to be fans post post Monday Night Wars, yeah. which brought us, you know, uh, among all the the terrible things in there, we also were introduced to primetime audience to more Japanese wrestlers and more. Mm-hmm. Uh, more lucha style wrestling mm-hmm. than we'd ever really seen before, thanks to Paul Heyman, thanks to Eric Bischoff, uh, thanks to their work themselves. Yeah. But th- that exposure was there, so now we get everything. Yeah. We get like a full menu. It's a sad fact that war so often brings progress. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Womp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Given the fact that this match, uh, this there is no like, there is no really good match no. on no. this card. No. Is it? And, and, you does know, it sit at the bottom for both of you? 
you know, it's it's always hard when you go back and you look at something and that that is part of the building blocks of the foundation of the thing that you love. You know, there are people who go back and they listen to Carlin and they're like, I don't get the big deal. And it's like, well, it was a big deal then because right. it was stuff that people hadn't mm-hmm. really heard or seen. And then everyone built off of that. Um, so, yeah, for me, this is just it's so boring. Yeah, it was so boring. Um, I don't even feel like it was that it was bad. It was just boring. It was just boring. I feel like there mm. are bigger dis- there have been bigger disappointments and yeah, worse booking, worse all that stuff. Yeah. But this is just like it's so hard bleh. to compare and contrast because it you can't really, you know. Yeah. The thing that I found so weird was the the messing about between matches, the resetting, the crowd shots, the nothing happening. They're just standing around in the ring for yeah. hours before the matches started. Watching them figure it out yeah. was more interesting than the card. Yeah, it's a weird experience. Um I wouldn't put it at the bottom, but it's. I do feel like it's almost its own category. Uh, it's its own thing. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't feel fair to like compare that to. No. I I agree with you. I this I certainly have a lot of personal nostalgia for it, just because I remember it and I remember renting yeah. the tape so many times to see it. That there's something comforting about it and how big a deal it was. But certainly, it got better in terms of production value the next time than than the timeout. You know, they yeah. they they. Once they knew that they were going to keep doing it, it it became different. It was yep. that was a game changer. Yeah. Um, but this is like an interesting historical document because <laughs> we're we're looking at the, the sort of the death rattle of the older style of WWF slash WWF presentation. Right. And, and that it, is interesting. Yeah. It's an interesting historical document more yes. so than an enjoyable television wrestling program. Yeah. It is. Julian, did you watch it? Uh, I, I did watch like highlights of it, but, but my first time watching this is actually, um, kind of funny because you know how I feel like with like stuff like music or movies, you go through this thing where you're like, oh, I'm going to go check out like the classics. I'm going to go listen to like this classic album or I'm going to go watch this movie because I need to feel more engaged as like, you know, a muse as an art appreciator or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yes. So like the first time I watched this, I thought like, oh, I'm going to watch like, you know, the first WrestleMania. This will be like, you know, this will inform like how I can critically view wrestling and I fell all the way asleep the first time I watched <laughs> <laughs> not a single table Julian <laughs> I felt so ashamed <laughs> yeah I know nobody climbed up a ladder there's no blood no pyro yeah very few black people but um like <laughs> I just you know it was um I think in fact, I'll tell you what, if you don't want to watch the whole thing, because that can be a tall order, mm-hmm. at least watch like some of the documentaries where they talk about WrestleMania, where they kind of make it look a lot better than it yeah. actually is, because it is worth seeing how they were figuring out how this whole worldwide broadcast of a wrestling show was going to work. For sure. I, I do encourage that. You know what? I want to counter you and say, watch the whole thing because of that. Monster. Instead of, <laughs> instead of getting their, you know, now they can go back and just edit it like, here's... Here's 30 seconds to make you pumped for how huge it was. And watch. I, I think the context is interesting and important. Even, yes, it's boring, but like at the t- like you're watching something that was kind of mind-blowing when it came out sure. for yeah. how big it was. Yeah, that's true. So to watch it mm. from like, to wa- you're really watching them struggle to figure it out. They yeah. do not have the lighting that, they, that nope. they would eventually. Like everything was not made for TV. I mean, even those early... Watching those early like superstars and and Tuesday Night Titans, like the the lighting is there's oh, there are only lights on the ring. There could be hardly anybody there 
Right. And the people who are there have no signs. They're not there for anything but to, they're there just watching. Yeah. And speaking of the people, that is one of the coolest things about this is like seeing the audience actually truly believe like this is the most like good Mm -hmm. god almighty this is you would (laughs) like the way you see like people freak out at concerts where they're just like oh my gosh it's my favorite band like that's what this audience that's what an old wrestling audience is it is so crazy to see them get into it and i that is something i always like like if you can ever go watch like the von erics versus the Freebirds, Mm -hmm. it's like that kind of feeling there's nothing like it i don't even think like even our best crowds today there's nothing like it Mm. no the executioner is a bad guy so they boo him yeah, Tito Santana's a baby face, so they cheer him. There's My no like brain just exploded. Exactly, they're yeah. not like this guy's been a good guy too long. I'm gonna boo him. You just knew. I don't like what he said on Twitter. Yeah, I, I'm not saying it was a better time, but in terms of the fans, it's interesting to see fans who are not trying to figure out the magic trick the whole time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They're just it's a pure, in wonder. Uh, more innocent, sweet yeah. baby time. There's sweet nobody baby. chanting mirrors. There's a mirror. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No one shouts 10 during a count. No one shouts too sweet at a two count. How many stars do you give it out of five? What's your Meltzer rating for this WrestleMania overall? No, no. That's a fuck off from, from Lindsay, Danielle? That's a t- from Danielle. Julian, how about you? You know, at the time, I'm sure it was a five star. Yeah, I'm sure it was. I'll give it just for the sake of art appreciation. I'll say, I'll be generous and say three. Three stars. Grading uh, on a curve, <laughs> adjusted for inflation. Yeah, uh, it is. It is a one-star event, is the correct answer. But in in history, but fashion-wise, for, it's a solid five. Fashion-wise, it is a five, and historical significance, it is also a five. Yes. Uh, just to see what wrestling was and how big some of those stars were uh, is very interesting. So we encourage you to watch the first WrestleMania. Encourage. We just say it's there. $9.99 a month. That's part of what you get with it. It's just sort of thrown in there. That does it for this special members-only episode of Tights and Fights. Thank you so much to everyone who contributes to this show and any others on the network, especially we got this with Mark and Hal. It means so much to us, and we can't wait to keep the show going into year four, three, Three. 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 Yeah. See? It'll be just like uh, like WrestleMania. It took the third year before they really went to like that next extra level. So yeah. you guys, this is the year to look forward oh, to from Fights yes. Fights. Let me tell yes. you. Our Savage Steamboat is coming this year. <laughs> for Daniel Radford, Lindsay Kalk, and producer Julian Burrell, I'm Hal Loveland, and we'll be back every Thursday for even more, you guessed it, wrestling. Can we anticipate getting some of those like Roman carts that they? Oh yeah. Oh, I Can I have that. a bird on a stand like the Undertaker <laughs> did for that one? <laughs> uh, you yeah, you guys can. I'll, I'll I'll tell you what. We will carry you into the into the studio once a week. We'll get we'll there go steal a lime that. from outside, and all you guys <laughs> can ride into the studio. Perfect. Every... You have enough strength to carry us in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you get your pick: a lime or me. What do you guys want? You. You. Damn it. Way more sturdy. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.